Medicare Advantage plans. You've probably seen patients with those plans, and you've probably had a lot of hassle with those plans. So let's talk about Medicare Advantage plans on episode number 75 of the NP Business Matters podcast. Hello and welcome to the NP Business Matters podcast, the show that's dedicated to helping nurse practitioners just like you succeed in business. I'm your host, Barbara C. Phillips, founder of Nurse Practitioner Business Owner. And since 2007, we've been working with you on the business of being a nurse practitioner, providing education, resources, and support as you start, grow, and operate your own practice. Whether you're a seasoned entrepreneur or just getting started, this podcast is designed to help you navigate the challenges and the opportunities of running your own practice. I'll cover a wide range of topics from startup and finance to marketing and operations. I invite you to subscribe and listen to each episode for tips, insights, how-tos that you need to succeed. To learn more about NPBO and our resources, visit us at npbusiness.org. So thanks for joining me today. I'm looking forward to talking about this topic with you because this comes up all the time. What is the difference between Medicare Part A, Part B, Part C, Part D? What do all these things matter? And we all hear about Medicare Advantage plans. That's the Part C. And are there really any advantages to that? You're going to hear my feelings about this along with Don's self. I had the opportunity to sit down with Don not too awfully long ago and to discuss this whole thing about the advantages and disadvantages of Medicare Part B for providers and for patients, as well as Medicare Part C, which is the Advantage plan, the Part B being the more traditional. So you're going to hear that discussion that took place between us. I'll link to the show notes that will be at npbusiness.org forward slash 75 so that you can leave comments and also find the resources that I will be adding. Now, this episode can be watched on YouTube, on our YouTube channel as well. That's YouTube sports slash NP business. And you'll be able to find that there as well as on our blog at npbusiness.org forward slash 75. So let's get into it. Hi, everyone. This is Barbara Phillips with Nurse Practitioner Business Owner. And I have Don Self with us today to ask him some questions. And Don, why don't you tell us just a bit about yourself? Okay, thank you, Barbara. I've been a reimbursement revenue consultant for about 38 years, and we help providers all over the country uh, in the areas of income and coding and billing and revenue. Excellent. And so today I wanted to ask Don about a very common misconception that we find with our patients, but we also find it among a lot of providers. And that's on the topic of Medicare and the difference between Part B and Part C Medicare. So I guess maybe to start with, we should just identify that there are some different parts to Medicare and just what each of those do. 
That's a great idea. Well, with Medicare Part A, they cover the hospital facility services like hospitals and skilled nursing facilities. And Medicare Part B is also called the traditional red, white, and blue Medicare that's been around since 1965. And uh, that's the one where you pay premiums for your Medicare Part B coverage that covers the physician services, uh, nurse practitioners, et cetera, the professional services. Medicare Part C came out around 20 years ago or so, if I remember correctly, and that's the Medicare Advantage or alternative Medicare programs that's out there. Or they're the ones that you see advertised on television all the time saying, hey, you don't have any premiums. Uh, you're going to get a free uh, gym membership. We're going to cover hearing aids if you sign up for this. And they get paid by Medicare Part C. I mean, Medicare Part C gets paid by CMS by the number of enrollees they have and the number of diagnoses those enrollees have. Uh, and so it's a different kind of, uh, different type of program with Medicare. The problem is that Medicare patients or providers don't even really know the difference between the two. Right. 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 And um, before we get more into part C, because there's so much that I think people need to understand about that, the last Medicare is part D, correct? Yes, ma'am. Medicare part D. It's like I have a Medicare part D that covers my drugs and the prescriptions that I take. Also, you have also the Medicare, Medicare, Medigap plans out there that covers the other 20% after Medicare part B pays. Uh, right. So in my case, for instance, I have Medicare Part B, then I have the Medigap, and then I have Medicare Part D that covers my prescriptions. So after I've hit my $230 deductible every year, Medicare and the Medigap and everything else is covered. I don't have to worry about it. Right. Right. Which is which is great for a person who's on Medicare, although some people um, you know, that Medigap plan, and I think we need to be aware of that too, that Medigap plan may be a Medicaid plan depending on the person's level of income and, and what they qualify for. So there's a lot of a lot of things. So the Medicare is really what we're all used to. We bill Medicare. If there's a Medigap plan or whoever the secondary is, it gets crosswalked over to whoever that secondary is. And so Medicare gives us 80%. And um, the Medigap plan will give us the additional 20%. Yes. But then part C. <laughs> part C. So I know one of the questions that I get a lot is with part C plans, I'm signed up with Medicare. I'm already credentialed. How come they're not paying me and this person has, say, a Blue Cross Part C or United or whomever. Exactly. In order to be able to get paid from that Medicare Part C plan, uh, Advantage plan, whatever you want to call it, uh, you have to be enrolled with them as a provider. So that means, yes, you're already enrolled in Medicare Part B nationally through the PECOS system, but you'd have to go enroll with Humana or Blue Cross or United right. Healthcare uh, Medicare Advantage plan or any of the other hundreds of Medicare Advantage plans that's out there in order for them to be sending you the checks. And 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 that's true. So you got to go ahead and get credentialed with whoever it is. And it could be, like you said, hundreds, literally hundreds of different 
um, plans because, and let's face it, I'll, I'll say this, being, being able to offer a Medicare Part C is obviously very lucrative to these insurance companies. So this is something that they want to do. Um, so you're going to have to just get credentialed with all of those. Now, Don, does the Part C plan, let's just say it's Humana, Okay. Do they have to um, pay the same? Do they have to have the same um, fee schedule that Medicare has for Part B? No, they do not. In fact, they have to pay for everything that Medicare Part B pays for. That's what CMS has come out with since there's, CMS is paying both, Part C and Part B. But uh, they don't pay the same rates where a provider would agree to a certain rate. They also don't have the same timely filing period where with Medicare Part B, you have one year. With Humana or United Healthcare or Blue Cross or any of the others, <clears throat> you might only have 120 days or 90 days. It depends on the particular plan. If we have, we have a, a less filing fee. And let's just let's just make sure that people understand that. What is that timely filing? What does that mean? Timely filing means that from the date that the service is being provided, you have a certain amount of time that uh, beyond that, the claim is worthless. So like with Medicare Part B, you have one year from the date of the service to file the claim and get that claim into the Medicare uh, provider system, uh, the MAC system, uh, Medicare Administrative Contractor, where right. with Humana or United Healthcare or Blue Cross or whoever, you might have only 120 days or 90 days, depending upon the contract that you signed with them. So, so that's really important. But that's you know, so as long as that claim has been made, you're within within that. It, I mean, and and truly, a claim should be filed as soon as possible after the visit, within a week. You know, especially if if you want to take into account the seven days before or after type of thing. You know, you got to get that get that in there. Exactly. So, let's just say I see a Part C patient, somebody who has, and I'm going to pick, and I'm picking on Humana, not because I have anything against Humana, just they're in my mind for okay. some reason. Okay. Usually it's Blue Cross I pick on. <laughs> I will pick <laughs> on Blue Cross. But today I'll pick on Humana. So I get that sent off to Humana and they're going to still pay me whatever, is it 80% of that allowable? There's no Medigap plan behind that? There is no Medigap plan behind that because patients can't take out a Medigap plan if they have Medicare right. plus C. What you're getting from the Medicap C plan is going to be it, plus the patient's copay. And that copay can vary. Also, uh, it can climb up to be quite a bit of money at times, yes. which is one of the problems that I have with Medicare Part C plans. Uh, for instance, they may never tell the patient that, yeah, you're going to have to spend more out of pocket. What they'll promise the patient is, well, you won't have anything up premiums. There won't be anything up front. And they never mention the back end that they're having to get bill. They're getting bills for. Uh, for instance, I'll give you a good example. My father, uh, when he was alive, was selling Medigap uh, plans. I'm not. I'm in, sorry. Medicare Part C plans to patients. And I kept telling Dad, Dad, I'm not sure you're doing the best thing for your clients when you do this. He said, No, Dad, son. Trust me, I know this. I said, Okay, Dad, but I really don't think so. And then when he had his major heart attack. Uh, he said, Dad, you, son, you wouldn't believe how much I'm having to pay out of pocket now 
And I've got my own plan that I was selling. I'm not mentioning the name of the company, but I've got my own plan. And he said, it's it, it's outrageous. You tried to tell me. I said, yes, sir, I did. I said, keep in mind that the same amount of money, CMS is given the same amount of money to Part B as they're given to Part C. Part C is the one that you're seeing advertised on TV. I mean, Kelsey Grammer costs money to advertise. Bill Shatner, I think, made $7 million for advertising. Uh, you know, J.J. Williams, I'm just Paul, I mean, uh, Joe Namath, I think he had been paid something like $13 million for all the advertising that he does on that. Well, that money's got to come from somewhere. So it comes out of that pot that CMS is paying to put C plans. Then the Part C plans do not have as much money to be able to spend on the diagnostics or other services. So Medicare Part C plans will make you get a pre-authorization before you can get a service where Medicare Part B does not have the pre-authorization. And the patient say, well, I want this surgery and my doctor says I need it or I need this diagnostic test. I need this MRI. Well, you weren't approved. So that means you have to pay for it out of your pocket. You don't hear uh, Joe Namath and Bill Shatner mentioning that stuff on the advertisements. No, no, you don't. And it is so true about the co-pays. Um, my practice, I had a primary care practice, but I also had a, a pain specialty practice. And I had a patient I was seeing for chronic pain. She had a Medicare Part C plan. This is when I learned about them in terms of, I didn't even know I was enrolled with it. So maybe they added it onto the Blue Cross or the Humana when I signed the contract and I didn't read it carefully enough. But anyway, her copay to see me every time she saw me was $50, 50. Wow. Every time she saw me. And at the time, I think Medicare, I mean, Medicare's reimbursement for 214 at that time was 68, I believe. So, I mean, she had to pay $50 every time she saw me and she just couldn't afford to see me. So mm -hmm. we tried to work with her to work with her primary to continue to provide the medication and the and then she would just see me periodically. That's upsetting. And then I'll tell you something that upsets me as much or even more. Some Medicare Part B patients, like I'm on Medicare Part B, some patients are being switched over to Medicare Advantage plans without the patient's knowledge or consent. You oh, say, well, really? how can they do that? Well, it's illegal for them to do that. But sometimes patients will go up, get this advertisement. We're doing a free uh, luncheon in your area. Come join our lunch right here. Uh -huh. When you come in, you sign in. Well, is this right here just means you get to sign in for your free lunch. They don't read what they're signing, and what they're signing could switch them over to a Part C plan. Other times, they'll get a telephone call from a person on the phone call and say, hey, uh, we want to talk to you about this Medicare Advantage plan. Do you have Medicare Part B? Yes, I do. Okay. Uh, is it okay if we talk to you? Well, yes. What they'll then do is take that recording from the yes and say the patient was agreeing to switch over. And that's totally Ooh. illegal. That's why you never say yes if any telemarketer ever calls you on the phone and asks you, is this Miss Jones? Don't say yes. Say, my name is Miss Jones. Never say the word yes. I, I know it sounds totally bogus out there. And yeah, what they're doing is bogus in my mind. It's yeah. criminal. 
in my mind, because then the patients will go see their doctor or they'll go see their nurse practitioner. And then they nurse practitioner files an insurance claim and it comes back saying this patient does not have Medicare Part B. They have Medicare Advantage. And you're not part of the Advantage plan, so you need to get enrolled if you want to. And then trying to get the patient switched back to Part B is a pain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's there's really, you know, there's there's no advantage for the provider. There's no advantage for the patient. So the disadvantages for the provider, from what I'm hearing, is one, you have to go and do a lot more credentialing. Two, you may not be reimbursed. Um, what you would expect from Medicare. Three, you're going to have to do a lot of prior authorizations, which is the bane of any provider's existence. Amen. You know, that that just is ridiculous. And um, and then for your patients, they may not be able to continue to see you if they have higher co-pays because they cannot afford it, like in the case of my particular patient. Exactly. And I'll tell something else out there to think about that patients aren't being told. And again, I was getting, I just been on Medicare a couple of years and I was getting the same advertisements that everyone else was. Everybody calling me, sending me uh, information in the mail about switching over and et cetera. And then what they'll tell you is, look, if you do switch over to us and later you want to go back to Medicare Part B, you can. And you can go back to Medicare Part B later. What they don't tell you is, once you go back to, or once you've initially chosen the Medicare Part C plan, you can no longer automatically be accepted by the Medigap plans. So later, if you decide to switch over to Medicare Part B, because you've tried this Medigap plan and you figured out, I mean, this uh, Medicare Advantage plan, and you figured out that the Medi- Medicare Advantage plan is not what you were hoping, and you want to go back to Medicare Part B, yes, you can go back to Medicare Part B. But what you cannot do is get a Medigap plan because then they don't have to accept you. If you have any medical conditions, you've had a heart attack, you've had cancer, you've had hypertension, you have diabetes, et cetera, the Medigap plans do not have to accept you. So that means that you won't get help in paying the other 20%. That's why it's so important from the very beginning, do not jump into bed with a Medigap or Medicare Advantage plan until you know all of the details. And I have a little problem with nurse practitioners and physicians that's keeping their mouth silent. They're gagging themselves. They think I can't tell my patients why it's dangerous for them to switch over to this or why at 64 years old, they shouldn't just jump into a Medicare Advantage plan. And they can. In fact, if you don't say anything, then they're going to believe Bill Shatner and Joe Namath on TV because they're not hearing otherwise. So I implore every one of your nurse practitioners, I implore every medical provider in the country, please do something that sends out or let something out, leave out in your office that patient 64 years old can read and say, wow, this is what you have to look forward to. You have a decision to make. Here's some of the facts that you may not be being told, but you may not be receiving from other people. Right. Right. And, you know, another danger here is that some providers, some clinics, like the clinic that I go to, it's, you know, one of these larger clinics. I really want the small mom and pop practice again. But anyway, these larger clinics, a lot of times they advertise part 
um, see plans, Medicare Advantage plans, sign up for this. I would imagine, you know, I don't know if they're getting a quote unquote kickback or some kind of an affiliate payment or, or what the deal is, but we have to be careful about that. And so if somebody does approach you, you know, think twice before you say, oh yeah, I'll, I'll put this in our waiting room or whatever the case may be. Don, is there any kind of a pro and con checklist that maybe providers can get access to? Do Does Medicare put anything like that out that you're aware of that shows this is what you get with Part B, this is what you get with Part C? Uh, there may not be yet, but Joe, I think this is something you and I need to, uh, I think my, I think we need to create something like that. I like the idea. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I don't, I don't know of anything that CMS puts out comparing part B to part C for either for patients, uh, other than the Medicare.gov website. Medicare.gov website is made for patients, and I'm not sure if they go into full detail about this uh, on their website. I need to look and see. Okay. Yeah, that might be a good thing, you know, or anybody who's listening to this, create your own little checklist, at least to get you started, so that if people, your patients are asking you, you have that information. But also, please, as you're considering whether you even want to enroll with Part C plans, you know, you want to take a look at what does that mean for you in your practice? How much more time are you going to have to spend on um, prior authorizations? How much less will you get reimbursed? How many more, uh, how much, what I call the hassle factor, are you going to be adding to your practice? Because we don't want to add any more hassles to any provider's practice. So. No, you you already have enough hurdles to jump over right now. You don't need to add more to it. Yeah, yeah. The hassle factor to me is a huge thing. And and I think people need to keep that in mind whenever they're signing up for any particular plan or anything like that. Um, So is there anything else that I haven't asked you about these Advantage plans that both providers, that providers want to know for themselves and for their patients? Well, I think we've pretty well covered all the different areas of how the patients are being lied to and constantly inundated with advertisements for it. And just the fact that they're throwing so much money at that should tell you something. Right. They're they're really, because just follow the money. If they're throwing that much money at it, they got to be getting that money from somewhere. Uh, And from a provider standpoint, I'll tell you something else that just now dawned on me. A lot of times you'll get a request from a Medicare Advantage plan that you're in already a, a provider with, you're enrolled with. And they'll sit there and say, we're conducting an audit on these patients right here. Please send us all of the records you have on those patients and from these dates of service. And you're sitting there thinking, oh, my goodness, are they auditing my coding? Are they auditing my documentation? Are they auditing the codes that I build? where it's none of those things. 99% of the time when you're getting those requests from the Medicare Advantage plans, what they want all your records for is so that they can go through the records and identify if this particular patient doesn't just have four diagnoses, but there's a couple of others that they may have that you didn't put on the claim form because they get paid more money from CMS 
by the number of diagnoses the patients have. So what they're doing is data mining your patient record in order to be able to get the additional diagnoses so that their Medicare Advantage plan can get some more money for bonus money out of the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services and Health and Human Services. But they don't tell you that. So you start freaking out thinking, oh, my gosh, I'm being audited. And it's not really an audit. And then the question is, do you have to give that to them? Well, yes, you have to give it to them, but only if they pay you for your copies and time that you spent creating those. And every state has how much you can bill out to the insurance company. And you send them an invoice saying, upon receipt of this invoice, I'll send you those seven records you're wanting. And so you don't have to do those for free. I, I'm kind of speechless here. I did not know that that's the reason that they do those things. So interesting. So, you know, I, I just would implore nurse practitioners to think twice about Advantage plans. And certainly, you know, for any provider, we are doing this because we want the best for our patients. So, you know, make your decision as to whether this is a good thing or not, which it's not. Well, and I take it for me. I've been Medicare reimbursement consultant for 38 years. And whenever I got to be an old guy, which one did I go with? I went with Medicare Part B. I got a Medigap and I've got a Part D plan. Now, do I pay for those premiums? Yeah, because I'm still working. I pay more than that 170 bucks a month. I'm paying over $500 a month for those. But it's well worth it to me to do so. Yeah. Rather than me going to a Part C plan and thinking, well, I won't have to pay anything. If I'm doing that, think about why. Right. Right. Excellent. Well, thank you so much, Don. And, and thank you for everybody who's watching us. And we'll see you on our next video. So as you can tell, we both have some very strong feelings about Medicare Advantage plans. Can they work? Perhaps for some people who are not ill and will not have a lot of visits and those sorts of things. But, you know, think about it. Statistically speaking, as we get older, we tend to have more health issues and have more needs. And obviously that is not going to jive for many, many patients and certainly that hassle factor is a huge issue for you in your practice. I encourage you to head on over to our show notes at npbusiness.org forward slash 75 and leave your comments. What is your experience with these Medicare Advantage plans? What have you found that has worked or not worked? Or have you just opted out of all Medicare reimbursement altogether? You've opted out of the Medicare program. I know that there's a lot of nurse practitioners, a lot of physicians that are doing that these days just so that they don't have some of the headaches. There's pros and cons along with that. And we've talked before about opting out of Medicare and just what that means. You'll certainly find in, on our blog, other articles and podcasts, and on our YouTube channel, um, videos about Medicare and opting out. So you can certainly feel free to peruse those as well. I really appreciate you taking the time to listen and or watch this episode of the NP Business Matters podcast. And I appreciate you sharing, giving us a like, giving us a positive rating that certainly helps other people find us. Once again, thank you. And I'll see you on the next episode of the NP Business Matters podcast. 
Bye-bye now.